Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Means that the number one pick in the 2021 NBA draft goes to the Detroit Pistons. Who's got the number one pick in this year's draft? Who's got the number one pick in this year's draft? Basketball! Select Isaiah Super. The Detroit Pistons select Killian Hayes. Sadiq, that was absolutely sensational. I don't know what went into that process. I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. From long range. Hey, what's going on, Pistons fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Aaron Johnson here with you and joining this week is Jasper Apollonia. Jasper, we are an hour into NBA free agency as we record this week's episode. So much has happened from last week. The NBA draft feels literally like it was year a year. It's been a year since it happened. With yeah. happens in the NBA. I mean, I don't like... I feel like the last time we potted was months ago, and that, that's when the draft happened, just the way it seems. So much has already happened. So much is going to continue to happen. But I think the most important topic that we're going to talk about today here is, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Uh, yeah, you're right. We we did not get finished even with the draft last time we were recording. It was literally in the middle of it still. Uh, the Pistons hadn't yet selected uh, Gabriele uh, uh What's his name? Prochida? That's yeah, that's it. The Italian kid. Nice. Um, very much excited to see uh, if anything happens with him. Uh, I did not see him on the Pistons summer league roster. I don't think he's coming over. I, I don't think it's like a situation like Jalen Duran uh, where he just hasn't been signed yet. I, I think he's probably staying in um, in Europe, which makes me very sad. But I will get both Bayheim brothers for the summer league roster. So, yeah, you're right, Aaron. A lot has gone down. Um, even in the middle of free agency here, we have other things to talk about. The Pistons pulled off uh, another trade in the week. Um, so there's plenty to talk about on this week's uh, edition of the Palace Pistons podcast. Yeah, certainly we're not short on topics. We're going to get into a lot on this week's show. Um, but first, let's talk about our sponsors, Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online, where the game starts. So I had some some good luck, uh, you know, betting on the NBA draft, but haven't been doing as much gambling the last few days. Going to have to get back into it. Any big wins for you as of late? No, nothing, nothing for me as of late. I've actually been laying off. Like I said, I had some bad luck with the, the Tigers earlier on in the season. I swore off the gambling until uh, until the NFL rolls back around. But, hey, uh, if I had been betting on the Pistons uh, to re-sign Marvin Bagley, uh, I would have been looking pretty good. If I had been betting on them to sign DeAndre Ayton, I would not be looking very good right now. Uh, as Marvin Bagley's coming back to the Pistons, uh, on a three-year, $37 million year. And Aaron, this is important, no options, either team or player, uh, in that three-year deal for, for Marvin Bagley. Yeah, that's a little bit of a different deal than we have seen in the Troy Weaver era uh, since he took over for the Detroit Pistons. We've seen a lot of, especially last year, the two-year deals with a team option as that third year Um in the contract. So interesting that that's not the case with Bagley. And we might as well just start there. Um, Bagley, the, the first and only signing uh, as we're in the middle of this recording and he gets three years, $37 million. So just over $12 million a year. I think the initial reaction is a lot of people, at least on, on Pistons Twitter and the palace of Pistons group chat uh, say that that's a bit of an overpay for Bagley. I'm curious what you think on on the signing. I don't know. It depends. Were were they competing against anybody for the signing? And I'm not really sure they were. And that kind of, you know, bothers me a little bit. Uh, It's kind of like that Kelly Olenek deal last year where I'm like, how many other teams were out there trying to give Kelly Olenek, you know, $12 million a year? I don't know if anyone else out there was. Uh, And you look around some other deals around the league right now, Mo Bamba going back to, uh, Orlando, which was a surprise, on a two-year, $21 million uh, uh, deal. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein is going to New York as well for less money. So I guess for me, I'm just a little confused who they were competing against for this deal. Also, you know, the money for the years for a player that still can't shoot and can't play defense, to me, And I think this is one of those things, Aaron, where we have to talk about the context of the team. When you're looking at the rest of that front court, and obviously things could change even while we're recording this, but Kelly Olenek, uh, Jalen Duran, Marvin Bagley, and Isaiah Stewart. To me, that is not a front court that really makes sense. I don't – oh, and also, by the way, Nerland's Noel now, too, is in the mix uh, with the Pistons making that trade with the Knicks. So I'm seeing five guys who – as far as I can tell, they're all centers. So I don't necessarily know what's going on here. I'm not really sure what the Pistons plan for their front court is. Uh, And, you know, as of right now, you're paying Marvin Bagley, like you said, over $12 million a year. Where's the playing time in here for, for your young guys, for your vets? What's the plan? Uh, I'm not necessarily seeing it right now. Yeah. I think the way that I look at the front court is you're absolutely right. It's kind of a weird, group because it's a crowded front court 
But like, I don't know if I see a pairing in the front court that's going to look good on the court. Like if, if the Pistons are serious about this idea of making Isaiah Stewart a power forward and you're moving him to the four, which I think is an awkward fitting, at least it will be at first. And I'm not convinced that it's going to work long-term, but I, I do see the merit in trying it, but they're, they're kind of really locked into that with the way this roster is being put together. So let's say Isaiah Stewart, you're, you're starting four, and Nerlens Noel, who we're going to talk about you know, shortly down the road here on this podcast, as of now, looks to be your starting five. And then you have Marvin Bagley. And I know there's going to be people saying, oh, you're going to start Marvin Bagley. You're going to start Marvin. I don't think so. I really just don't think so. I, I don't think A, he's going to, I don't think he'll start over Isaiah Stewart. In fact, I'm very confident in believing that. And I don't think he'll start over Nerlens Noel. Uh, I think the Pistons like what they saw to Bagley in his backup role last year. He was a good energy big, comes out, and he gives you 16 good minutes uh, on, on offensively. He's not capable of being a starter with the way that he plays on the defensive side of the floor. I mean, he's – and that's part of what concerns me with the deal overall is he's not a good defender and he's not a great shooter. So you're paying, you know, damn near $13 million for a guy that – doesn't too bi- do two big things that this team needs out of their bigs, shooting, defending. And Aaron, you're also paying Kelly Olynyk. Don't forget, almost thirteen million dollars. You're paying the two of them twenty-five million dollars combined this year for what? Your backup front court, and we're not even getting into Jalen Duran at this point. So I-, I don't get it. And you certainly can't play him and Stewart together. That is a no-go. We saw that last year. Uh, defensive rating of 118 when they were on the court together that pairing simply does not work so yeah you're right Aaron I don't see where he can start either and now you're paying your backup front court 25 million dollars combined this year that to me is like whoa that is uh asset mismanagement no matter I, how you slice it I do think the Pistons are gonna end up moving off of Olenek I think they're gonna I mean Look, I, I don't think Jalen Dern's ready for big minutes at the start of the season, but I, I also don't see how you make that trade to get him and, and draft him in the lottery to not play him. I mean, especially with – I know the reports of the Pistons are going to be, you know, scrappy. They're going to try to win as many games as they can, but let's face it, the, the, the makeup of this roster, they're still, they're still not going to be close enough, close enough to, to being a good enough team to, to put aside developing a player like Dern who – is going to need minutes. And yes, he can play some G League games. I, that will be good for him. But at the same time, you spent, you know, you you made the effort to, to get him in the lottery. I feel like he's going to have to get some minutes. And even though Olenek is, you know, you're shooting big, there's just no room for him. And it's not like he was good last year in the handful of games that he wasn't injured for. So you know, I could see the Pistons trying to attach a couple second round picks to move off of Linux. It's a $13 million contract for this upcoming season. And then only 3 million of it, of his contract is guaranteed for the following season. So it's a essentially an expiring contract. If, you know, the next team is willing to eat $3 million if they, if they don't, you know, if they want to waive them uh, going into the 2023, 2024 season, which would be expected at the, 13 million of his full value contract. Um, but I, I do think the Pistons try to move off him. And I think they try to get perhaps 
with opening the roster spot of Olenek, perhaps they try to get a 3-4 who can shoot, you know, kind of like another Isaiah Livers, who I think is going to see minutes this season, potentially at both forward spots, just because he can slide up to the four and be somewhat of a shooting presence. But I think still, no, no matter how you shake it, this is a, a really weird, really weird makeup of, of the front court for Detroit. Cause I don't know if they have a true four on this roster. Like I think Bagley's maybe best at the five. We know Stewart and you know, his two years in the league has been a five. Nerlene Sowell is only a five Jalen Dern when he plays will be at the five spot. So they're missing a power forward. Now this could totally be against what Detroit's planning on doing. Like they could be thinking something completely different and they could be going into the season with Sadiq Bay at the four and another wing out there at the three. But I, as of right now, with the way this roster is shaking up, I think their, 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 their front court looks a little odd at the four and five spots. And I don't think this Marvin Bagley deal brings a whole ton of clarity to it. I, I will say though, just to kind of counteract my, my topic that I've talked about is I wanted to bring Marvin Bagley back. I feel like there's value in what he does His noticeable chemistry with Kate Cunningham made an impact on the team last year. So having him to come off the bench with well, you know, if you're bringing out Killian Hayes, Alec Burks, I, I don't know, you know, Isaiah livers, whatever else that they bring out there. Like, I think he's going to provide some value. He's a guy that, you know, if, Stewart or Noel missed some games like absolutely could slide in and start um and who knows maybe Detroit does end up wanting to start him alongside Stewart maybe they want to be bringing Noel off the bench but if I recall Detroit was connected to Noel last offseason when he was a free agent so I do think that mm-hmm. they're relatively high on him uh we heard from Adrian Wojnarowski that the Pistons are you know they when they made that trade and I guess we can kind of segue into that now when the Pistons made this trade uh, earlier this week, a couple nights ago, to go and get Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, a pair of second-round picks. Um, they want Alec Burks, and they want Nerlens Noel to play. Like They brought them in not just as contracts that they're now going to send somewhere else to get off the money or just to absorb the money and buy them out. These are guys that are going to play for Detroit, and I like that because both of them can play. Like you look at Nerlens Noel's counting stats, and they're not going to jump off the page, but he's going to provide value on the court. And Alec Burks is going to provide value on the court because he's a guard that can come off the bench, shoot forty percent from the three-point line, give you ten points, you know, give you 16, 20, 24 minutes a night. He is a good backup wing to have. And Detroit goes out, they make this trade, they're able to get two players that are going to be a part of their rotation. One of them might start. They're able to get two more second round picks. Now, you know, some people are like, oh, they didn't get a first round pick. They got two more second round picks. And, you know, I don't know what the real value of these second round picks is, especially with the way uh, that Troy Weaver has used them so far, um, you know, with, dra- with picking up guys on draft and stashes. And then, you know, Luca Garza last year, who was essentially just a G League player that ended up, you know, not getting his option picked up by Detroit and is now an unrestricted free agent. So I don't know if they provide a whole ton of value to Detroit because Detroit hasn't really shown that they care a lot for second round picks in the way that they've drafted with them, but they're more assets to, to stockpile. The Pistons come out of that trade with New York, Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel, two guys I think are going to really help this team Jasper. Well, Hey, you say they don't value their second round picks, but that's not necessarily true. You brought up a name, Isaiah Livers. 
that is a guy I think could easily start for Detroit this year as of right now. And again, let's be clear, the Pistons still have, as of us recording this, about 12 to $13 million in cap space that they can use on a wing, which they still desperately need. They need a wing. They need a power forward. As of right now, Aaron, I think the guy that most makes sense in this starting lineup, just looking at the roster, is not Sadiq Bey at the four. I think it's Isaiah Livers at the four. And then you put one of Noel or uh, Isaiah Stewart out there at the five. Because I'll be honest, I just don't believe that Isaiah Stewart is a four at this point. I need to see way more from him in terms of stretching the floor. Um, it just has to has to change because he's not a rim threat. So the way I look at it is not just that one, but I think both of those guys could could easily start for Detroit, Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel. This was a really good deal. And to be clear, we don't know what is going back yet. Um, it could be Kelly Olenek. Who knows? I doubt it. I don't think that that's something that the Knicks would want to do. Um, but the Pistons are going to have to send something back to New York as well. Uh, so I, I could very simply see Alec Burks being your starting two going into the year with Killian Hayes and Jaden Ivey being in the backups. Uh, or Corey Joseph. a riot saying that. Why? Why? Why would I cause a riot? If Jaden Ivey's coming off the bench behind Alec Burks, a lot of people are going to be upset. Pistons need shooting in that in that starting lineup, and we've seen it last year with Corey Joseph being the starter over over Killian Hayes. I mean, look, Ivy very well could start. I don't know how he's going to look in summer league. I don't know how he's going to look um, in in training camp. I don't know any of that. But the Pistons really need starting uh, need need a solid shooting uh, guard next to Cade Cunningham. Uh, they definitely need some veteran presence in that starting lineup. I could very easily see Dwayne Casey going with Alec Burks as a starter and Nerlens Noel. It could happen. If, Definitely. If the Pistons are starting Alec Burks over, over Jaden Ivey and starting Isaiah Livers, who only played 19 games last year, it, I just, I, I can see, I can see the explosions outside of little Caesars arena. I can see the fire <laughs> the pitchforks. I the Molotov cocktails. And I mean, yeah. no, I like Isaiah Stewart. I think he can be a player. He's the archetype. But on the flip side, he played 19 games last year. He, you know, he's dealing with his foot injury. He did come back from that, but he only played 19 games. But and, but Aaron, look at this roster. Who other than him is a four? He's the archetype. He's the archetype of what you want to want out there. A guy that can shoot, you know, bring that type of game offensively where he's not just a big in the paint like he can shoot the ball he can move on the outside the arc I get it he's a little bit more versatile defensively because he can, he's a little bit smaller can guard a couple different positions I get it but if if it's kind of like what we talked about with Marvin Bagley when when we saw him play you know those those first couple weeks in Detroit it's like the archetype's good it's the right archetype but that's not the 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 actual player you need a higher level player of that archetype no, we, I think we agree on this. Like, and that's where Troy Weaver, like we said, he has $13 million left or so. That's where he needs to focus it. He needs to focus it on that bigger wing. I mean, even a Gary Harris, a TJ Warren like at this Gary point. Harris. Yeah, I, I do too. I think Gary Harris would be great because you can play him at the two or the three, in my opinion. 
Um, and that makes it a lot more palatable to try Isaiah Stewart at the at the four. Um, it makes playing somebody like Sadiq Bay at the four even maybe more of a possibility. You can do a lot of different things if you have somebody like Gary Harris or, like I said, a TJ Warren, I think, also would give you kind of that size, scoring ability, shooting that you really need right now if you're the Pistons. Um, Aaron, uh, you know, I, I think we're both in agreement that the trade with New York, both trades with New York, really, uh, were definitely good ones for the Pistons. Uh, obviously, we don't know what's going back to New York yet, but I can't imagine it's Cade Cunningham. So I think well, we're good there. The only one uh, we have on that is that I believe it was James Edwards who said it. There's no players going back in the deal to New York. So the Pistons aren't getting off any, you know, getting off any cap space with a guy like Olenek in that deal. You know, they're not giving up any player asset, like, you know, Isaiah Livers or, or, you know, someone like that, for example, he did say that there's no players going back in the deal. I don't know if that necessarily means that something like the player rights to a player also, you know, aren't going to be moved in that deal. Maybe Detroit sending back a heavily protected second round pick or something. Um, that won't ever actually convert. But so we do know that they're not sending any players back. I think you look at this trade just to recap it, to bring it all back together. I think the Pistons, you know, coming away with two guys, I guess that could both have arguments to start for this team based on what I said about Noel and what you said about Burks. You come away with that. You come away with two second round picks. I want to say one of those was ones that was a second round pick that was already Detroit's that they. Got <laughs> yes. Got, got, it got traded about seven it. different times. It's yeah. pretty funny. So they got that pick back. They got another second round pick back and then $6 million in cap space, which just so everyone knows, I learned this a couple years ago on draft night when the Pistons traded the rights to Kevin Porter Jr. for, I think it was $5 million. That money, that so that's $6 million that Detroit got in this trade, does not count towards the cap. It mm-hmm. cannot be used in any sort of contract maneuvering, roster maneuvering. Like it can, It's not money that's part of Detroit's cap space. It's operational money, from what I understand. It goes to the franchise, the organization, and, but it cannot be used towards signing a player, you know, extending a player's contract it is not money that counts towards the cap space so do not yeah. add that six million to detroit's current cap sheet right now it's not it does not work like that what they got back that will impact the team itself are burks noel and then the two future second round picks but overall i really yeah. like that trade for detroit i think getting two guys that are veterans will stabilize this very very young roster that still needs more veterans with whatever Detroit does has left uh, to work with in free agency, they don't have a ton of roster spots from from what I'm seeing. Well, they have two. They're they're at 13 right now. You know what I mean? So so even with Burks with Noel, they're losing Jeremy Grant. Um, you know they got that six million, that little something extra for Daddy. So they still have you know two roster spots to fill with like 13 million dollars in cap space. Uh, so you have to assume a good chunk of that is going to a wing. And the last bit is probably going to somebody that's going to fill out your roster. It could be, it could be anyone. So let's talk about that then. All right. We've talked about the trade between the Knicks and the Pistons. We talked a little bit about, Oh my God, I'm blanking. What did we talk about at the beginning of the show? (laughs) The Marvin Bagley getting resigned. My God. (laughs) So much has happened that it feels like it's been a month since the draft. We're still going to talk about summer league because I'm forcing that into this week's show 
because we have to talk about summer league for me, but let's talk about free agency. Now the rest of free agency for Detroit. So you have Marvin Bagley, you signed him to a three year, $37 million contract. According to Jasper, who I'm trusting with this, he was wrong last week. He had, I know supposed to make a public uh, apology on this week's pot. He hasn't, but according to him, they had $13 million in cap space left. They have two roster spots to work with two roster spots to fill Jasper. You said it's a wing. And then I got to fill out the roster. You got any names in mind? I mean, if we're talking wings, I, I already mentioned a couple of them. Uh, I think Gary Harris would be a great option. I think TJ Warren could make sense for the right deal. He was hurt for most of last year, but he's still a useful player, uh, especially on the offensive end. Uh, a lot of guys are just kind of off the board. Uh, Kyle Anderson is still out there. I don't know if the Pistons necessarily have the money, but I would love to have uh, Kyle Anderson on this team. I think Torian Prince, also another player that would make a lot of sense with this roster, as would Otto Porter Jr. Uh, knowing my luck, it's probably going to be somebody that I haven't mentioned, like, you know, Juan Toscano Anderson, or I don't know, watch it be like Udonis Haslam. Uh, <laughs> but no, those are guys that I'm really looking at. Uh, if we're talking like, you know, stretchy guys that are centers, power forwards, a player that we talked about last year, especially closer to the trade deadline, somebody like Jalen Smith uh, really could make a lot of sense if you want to add some athleticism to your front court. I don't know if he necessarily if he necessarily fits. We've already been talking about how you have a lot of guys that are kind of more in that center than power forward kind of spot, but he definitely is also a name I'm looking at. Um, I believe Derek Jones Jr. is also floating around out there. So there's lots of players uh, that absolutely could work on this roster, Aaron. Anybody that I haven't mentioned that you're thinking about or anybody from the names that I have mentioned that especially jumps out to you? Gary Harris is definitely a name that's, on my, that's at the top of my list. I, I know he's only 6'4", but you're talking about a guy that, you know, in Orlando, really in, in his entire you know career in the league, he's been a double-digit scorer for, since the 2015-2016 season, his second year in the league. He's been a career... 40% three-point shooter, 36%. But, you know, really, he brings that that shooting. Last year, 38%. He was 40% for a couple of years. He, he got hurt. He had some real injury issues for a while there. And so I think that that number dipped where he was playing, you know, 40 games. Like, well, he got numbers and injury real to see. Yeah, he got he, – he just got thrown into that deal for Aaron Gordon. He was basically just a salary dump uh, in, in that deal. He was a guy who was getting paid a lot of money uh, and just kind of fell off because the injuries kept on racking up. So it definitely took away from his shooting, definitely took away from his defense. But I thought he looked very good coming back, especially in the latter half of the, yeah. of the season with Orlando. Uh, this is how you know I'm a real sicko because I actually watched Gary Harris minutes for Orlando. <laughs> uh, the things I do for the podcast, Aaron. Gary Harris was a big part of my parlays last year. Just getting the, he, you could always just add him in as like one three point made per game. Uh, it was easy, easy money. So Gary Harris is a guy that I absolutely like for the shooting that he brings. Um, I don't remember if you said Kyle Anderson. I feel I like did. Oh, I certainly did. I would never forget slow mo. That That's my boy. Three, four forward that can shoot a little bit. I, I'd like him. Otto Porter Jr., I'm sure you said. I'm not sure. Yeah. If he, interested in coming to a team like Detroit after just winning a title in, in Golden State. I think if he was, it'd probably be because he wanted to get paid. And I don't know you know, what Detroit's willing to spend on a guy like that. 
I really wanted uh, Detroit to go after Bobby Portis. He's already re-signed in Milwaukee. He wanted to get paid. Good for him. He did four years, $49 million. Did you see the report that the Pistons were linked to Gary Payton? No, Gary Payton the second would be would be a guy that I wouldn't hate. Doesn't I just don't. Do. Yeah, well, he just does. The thing is, I don't see how he necessarily fixes what the Pistons desperately need right now, which right. is shooting and size, especially yeah. like switchability on the wings. That's why I'm also thinking somebody like Josh Okogi. Um, if you're just like, hey, we need a guy who can defensively play the four, defensively play the three. I think he has the size to where he could slide down a little bit. It's still tough because I'm looking at that. I'm like, you know, looking at the Pistons front court, do I start him over even Isaiah Livers? I don't know. Either really, of the Martin brothers would, would do good. Sure. Or, but we're talking, but at this ball. point, if we're talking about any of those, if we're talking about the Martin brothers as like starters, man, that's, I, no, I just don't, not, I don't think that's, yeah, a, that's I don't think that's a good thing. So I do really think you need to go for somebody in that, like Kyle Anderson, TJ Warren, Gary Harris, maybe, like you said, Otto Porter. Those are the names that I'm really looking at. There's, look, there's only so much money to spend and there's only so many roster spots. I do think the Pistons can and should get at least one of these guys. So you don't have, you don't have in your starting lineup, Jaden Ivey, and you don't have... I didn't say that. Well, I'm trying to put together your starting lineup right now because... I would have Jaden Ivey in my starting lineup. I'm just saying, Dwayne Casey loves his... This guy loves his vets. You, If you've been in the league for 10 years, Dwayne Casey wants you in his starting lineup. You're looking to sign a starter. Uh, yes, definitely. So what is your starting lineup right now? Where's your... I mean, your three preferably, and- preferably, and this will change, uh, but... Preferably, it's going to be something like Cade, Ivy, Sadiq Bay, insert wing here, uh, and then uh, one of Nerlens Noel or Isaiah Stewart. Okay. Preferably, that. But but of course that could change. I mean, like you said, you could maybe move Isaiah Stewart down to the four. You're playing a different guy at the three. I think you have a problem with size then, which again is where I look at it and I say, as of right now. I think your best starting option at the four is Isaiah Livers. I know that sounds crazy, but I really think he is. But again, this could all change. Torian Prince could sign in two minutes. And then I'm like, hey, that's my starting four. How healthy is TJ Warren? Can he start 80, 81, 82 games? I I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. But we will find out very soon. There is going to be somebody else signed. There simply is. There's no other way because you can't start your season depending on Isaiah Stewart to play the form. You just, you just cannot. You can't. I just and and just, if they are, then they're going to lose a lot of games. I think that's what it's going to be from reading the tea leaves. Okay. How, how do you luck. go out? How do you go out and bring in Nerlens Noel and bring back Marvin Bagley and draft Jalen Duran? all fives in reality. And then you hear it from the beat writers. You hear it from Troy. We were like, we envision, you look at what Boston did with Robert Williams and Al Horford. Like that's what we envisioned Stewart and Duran down the line. Like just from reading the tea leaves, that's what it says to me. It says they're, they're going to make Isaiah Stewart before. Okay. I don't know if it's going to work. I'm just saying. I I need to see it. 
I need to see it because the guy has just not put up anything close to the volume that you need to see from a player that you're trying to move to the four. And he, his shot, I, I don't know, man. I mean, whatever. Brooke Lopez did it. Al Horford did it. Paul Millsap did it. I, I guess he can do it. I just need to see it first before I'm going to have any sort of confidence in him as my starting four. And I think it also brings up questions defensively because what he's best at, I mean, look, do not get me wrong. Isaiah Stewart as a switchy five is just about as good as it gets. And he's also a solid enough rim preventer. He's not a great rim protector in the sense that he doesn't get a bunch of blocks, but he's physical enough in the post where he deters shots and he makes shots harder. Uh, he's really good switching on the perimeter. Pistons fans who watch the team can tell you every single game where there's an opposing like guard that's a star, they always try to switch onto Isaiah Stewart in the first half and it never freaking works. And in the second half, they figure out something different because it doesn't work. I like that. But do I necessarily see him as a long-term option at the four defensively? I don't know. I just have a lot of questions right now, and I need to see them answered in free agency. I don't know where else you can really find the answers at this moment in time, Aaron. Do, do you have answers? I'm listening. I'm all ears. I, I, I think Detroit could still be making a trade, at least one more. Just looking at where they're at. And I, I know we talked about this a little bit. In the Palace of Pistons group chat, there was a report that came out that talked about Detroit and Dallas having some conversations and about Detroit absorbing, uh, you know, one of Dallas's contracts. Like, if the Pistons could get back Tim Hardaway Jr., that's a guy that you could theoretically start. I, I'd be all in for that. It brings shooting. It brings scoring. You're not getting a lot of defense, but if you wanted to go with Sadiq Bey, if you wanted to go, go a little bit smaller, get some more shooting out there, with Stewart at the five, you, then you could start Bay and you could start Hardway alongside Ivy and, and Kate Cunningham, and, and there's your starting group. Like, I don't know. My biggest priority right now, if I was building out the Detroit Pistons roster, is getting some semblance of shooting on this team because they don't have nearly enough of it. And, you know, the hope is that Ivy can come in and, and at least be okay. The hope is that Cade gets a little bit more efficient, you know, shooting the ball. You have Sadiq Bay. Hopefully he doesn't start off, you know, the first half of the season ice cold from beyond the arc but you're hoping on a lot of internal development from these guys. You need to go out and find some guys that are, are going to come in and, and you know you're going to get 37, 38, 39, 40% three-point shooting from. You just have to have a couple of those guys out on the roster. Like, if Brooklyn is selling off, the Pistons should be on the phone. Like, obviously, hey, yeah, we'd love to come get Kevin Durant, which, by the way, we didn't even mention on this show. We need to just, like, <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, yeah, Kevin Durant's going Kevin somewhere else. Sign. Talk about Kevin Durant for a second, but like, yeah, obviously Detroit should call and say, Hey, what would it take for Kevin Durant? But they also need to be calling and saying, Hey, we want Joe Harris from you. Like, what's it going to, what's it going to take? What, how many picks, what's the pick package coming out to be? Like he's coming off a big injury. Maybe you go to Matt a little bit of a discounted price. Like Joe Harris would be amazing for this team. Just a guy that comes out as a sniper gives you, you know, a little bit of competitive. He's not a world beater defensively, but you know, you don't have to, absolutely change your entire defensive identity to mask his shortcomings, but just a guy that's going to come out and, and shoot the grip off the basketball. Like they should be calling for guys like him. They should be at least talking to Dallas, especially if this is a, a type of trade where they're getting assets back to take on Tim Hardway jr. It essentially would be another Knicks trade where they're getting back a player that is actually going to play for them. 
while adding some sort of capital asset in, in a draft pick. Like that's what it, that's what I would be doing if I'm Detroit. Like I look at the free agency class and I say, look, if we can't get a guy like TJ Warren, if we can't get one of these guys, and there really aren't a ton of them that are at least fringe starting level players, then we need to look at the trade market. And if Brooklyn's having a fire sale and Dallas needs to shed some cap, like those are just a couple of teams. There's got to be more out there that we can get someone from. So I don't think Detroit should just be looking at free agency as the only option. Troy Weaver, Trader Troy is, is, is his nickname. Like he loves trading. So the Pistons, I expect them to be on the phones, talking to different teams. And I don't know if the answers in free agency, I mean, obviously they still probably have a free agency, at least one to come with, with the roster spots they have. Um, but I, I certainly think some more moves have, have to come for Detroit specifically in shooting and they need some, some forward depth because they don't have enough of it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think we're on the same page and let's also be real. Hey, Alec Burks, uh, Nerlens Noel, those are also guys that could easily be flipped in a trade package uh, for another player too. So I know we've talked about them potentially even being starters on this team. They might not even be on the roster to open the season. It very easily could happen. Uh, there's still a lot of things in flux for this team, both on the roster that they have right now, in terms of free agency, in terms of potentially acquiring players through trade, there are still a ton of moving parts. Uh, Aaron, uh, we're going to wrap this up, but we do still have one little piece of Pistons news. They threw it in right as free agency started. Uh, the Summer League roster was announced for Detroit, and oh joy of joys, this is the year, Aaron. It is happening for you. Pistons are going all the way to that Summer League title because all of their first, second, and third-year players are slated to be on the summer league roster, except for Jalen Duran, because he hasn't signed his contract yet. Uh, joining them will be a couple of uh, well-known commodities, uh, Anthony Tark, a guy we talked about last year. And, oh, and this brings such a joy to my heart. Both of the Bayheim brothers out of Syracuse are going to be on the summer league roster as well. I can't wait to see Jimmy and Buddy running around, knocking down threes and, and mid-range fadeaways. Oh, I cannot wait, Aaron. Look, you know that Summer League is near and dear to my heart. If you've listened to this podcast, you know Summer League means a whole lot to me. I've watched Luke Kennard, Henry Ellenson, Stanley Johnson dominate the Orlando Summer League. And then Detroit went to Las Vegas. And Kate Cunningham, Killian Hayes. Sadiq, well, they didn't have it with Killian Hayes and Sadiq Bay, but they had him in their second year. But I've watched them go with the top prospects in Orlando, the top prospects in Las Vegas, Summer League, it just is a scene that I'd love to be a part of. Basketball, basketball prospects playing all day round. It's just an amazing thing. But do not try to sell me on Kate Cunningham's <laughs> Deke Bay and Isaiah Stewart. Those gentlemen will not step a foot on the court during any of the Pistons summer league games, there is not a chance that any of those guys step on the court. The only one that could and should is Killian Hayes. And he should be out there with Ivy livers, Jalen Dern, when he's added to the team, 
once the trade with New York becomes official, Balsa Koprivica, who's playing summer league, the Bayheim brothers, buddy on a two-way contract. He replaces Jamorco Pickett, the other two-way contract player. Braxton Key's going to be on the roster. Oh, we didn't even talk about, oh, he's a two-way. So I was trying to think of how we, we talked about the forward spot earlier in the show, but I guess he's a two-way, so he's not fully on the roster. But that's the summer league group. Like you're not, the Pistons will absolutely not let Cade Cunningham touch the court of a summer league game. And I like that they're going down there. It shows camaraderie. It shows these guys are serious about building chemistry, getting better, spending time with one another, working on their craft as a team. I respect that. And it's very good to see they're going down there to be with the team, practice a little bit. And they're in Vegas. They're in Vegas, my guy. They're going to go to Vegas. Like, they're, they will not step on the court. And that's, it's unfortunate, but let's face it. If third year Sadiq Bay stepped on the court of a summer league game against some of these guys that are fighting for NBA contracts, like, that would be, it, it would not be fair. That would be like watching them play in the, you know, in the Drew League in the summer and some of those other, you know, leagues that go on in summer ball. Like, it's just not going to happen. As much That's... as that wants to happen, it's not going to happen. We're going to have a repeat of Stanley Johnson dropping like 70 points in a, in a pickup game. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Oh, my God. He dropped 82 or something? 82. That's right. Yeah, he did. Oh, how could good I forget for, that? How good for I... Stanley. Hey, he got his uh, his his contract picked up by the Lakers as well. So, so. for Stanley Johnson. Uh, you can't blame a guy for trying to, to juice the lines a little bit, Aaron. I, <laughs> I did try. <laughs> What's going on with them also tipping off next Thursday at midnight? What is up with that? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't make the That's rules. Fair. It's three hours behind, so there's really nine p.m. Yeah, they have limited, limited space. What's they the got West a lot of teams. teams at that time, time, timeline. You can't be putting the Eastern Conference teams at that timeline. That's not, it's not right. It's not fair. You got to take it up with Adam Silver. I, I'm sorry, I don't know what to say. I got a call scheduled with him after this one, so that will certainly be on my, my points of discussion. But. Mm. All right, we're 40, 40 minutes into the show. Free agency's been up for an hour and 40 minutes. The only thing we've gotten so far on the Pistons side is the re-signing of Marvin Bagley. That's a three or $37 million deal. I think this is where we wrap it up. I don't know if Detroit's got a bunch of moves left tonight. I, I still personally think that some of their moves are going to come via trade, uh, but they do have $13 million in cap space and a couple roster spots to fill. Jasper, anything else you wanted to add uh, before we really wrap this up? Yeah, there is, there's one more move coming. There's at least one more move coming. It might not happen tonight, but it is going to happen for the Pistons. Uh, hopefully, it is going to be something in the range of what we've been talking about, but knowing Troy Weaver, he loves to surprise. So keep your phones ready. Get your Woj bombs, uh, I don't know, forwarded to you. Oh, boy, I'm, I'm starting to show my age here, Aaron. I think you're right. It's time for us to wrap it up. All right, all right. Well, hey, that's going to do it for this week's show. We're hoping we can get Mike Anguilano back with us sometime soon. This guy is so tough to get to to record with us. He's a the big, price of fame. The price of fame. Cavs podcaster now, so he's all that and a, and a bag of chips. I get it. He can't be with us every week. We're hoping to reel him back in sometime soon, uh, but for now you're stuck with Jasper. And, uh, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's Palace of Pistons podcast. Thank you to our sponsor, Bet Online, and our partner, the Believe Podcast Network. We thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week here on the Palace of Pistons podcast.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.